0: the streets of Cincinnati welcome to the
1: What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trunapole, And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view, right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Oscar Robinson, Jason Maxiel, and the number five University of Cincinnati Bearcat football team. And the basketball team is coached by west Miller, who had a very good showing the other night. I'm very excited about what the possibility of the basketball season could be. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm with the 1,415 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. And as always, in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chat. So if you guys like to support what I'm doing or want to definitely make sure your comment gets read, please give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And also, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so go Go to sports with strawberry ice hit the subscription button hit the bell for the notification and every time i go live you'll be notified now i'm coming to you live from the ice cave and the ice cave is brought to you by t properties t properties quality housing for quality people check them out at www.com properties llc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs all right guys this could be a, a bearcat show again today because well the Bengals are on a bye week so not a whole lot going on with them they're probably all on vacation and stuff and recovering and uh crown your first question is will you see cover Friday night um to be honest I don't even know what the point spread is so uh I hope that they just win <laughs> Crip says no but win yes. Uh, I I was very impressed with I was very impressed with the way the Bearcat basketball team played uh, Tuesday night. The seven footers or almost seven footers we have were very agile. <laughs> the kid from Russia looks really good. Um, these are not your typical low post players. It's it's the new the new age. You know, seven footers, Dirk Nowitzki. You know, you can freaking shoot three-pointers in and out. But these guys were athletic and agile. I I loved how they went for every block shot, and they were doing it without fouling these guys. That is a huge, huge thing. I mean, we haven't had a real shot blocker since uh, Jumping Jack. He was the last one that we had. So we'll see. Uh, let's see, a raw flush, Terry. What's going on? Sunday went out. The Bengals feels strange. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh and the 25 and a 21 and a half point favorite. We are, or Georgia is. I'm assuming it's gonna be actually is the game at Georgia? I think the game's in Georgia. I think. I know um tomorrow night we are playing in Florida. Now I think I said uh yesterday that it was gonna be a nip at night, and it's not. I was I was wrong. They're playing in uh, in Tampa versus South Florida. I, I'm really hoping we all, I, I'm, I'm including myself in on this. We get to the point where we're just enjoying the wins. I guess I expect UC to win. I mean, we are better at every position, I think, than, than South Florida, it, it, at every position. There it should be no reason. This should be an easy win, but I, they need to go in, do their job, and get out, you know, and go home sit, and be healthy. Um, I don't want to see what we've seen the last couple weeks, and I'm hoping the Bearcats just relax and go out and play and have some fun. All right, Blackthorn, what's up? Question, Ice, can UC beat Georgia? I think so. I mean, like I said, I honestly don't know a whole lot about Georgia, to be honest, but from what I saw, now, first game of the year, so you always have to take it with a you know, grain of salt. But first game of the year, they looked very impressive. And that was one of the most impressive performances from a first-year coach and a team that had not played together before that I've ever seen. And I know Evansville isn't a juggernaut, but Evansville, they got the guys who can play. So I was very impressed with the – I keep saying it's it the defense. What drove me nuts so much last year and the year before that was how many times guys just drove right to the basket over and over and over again and nobody stopped them yes it did happen uh tuesday night but not very often i mean we, we were playing bearcat defense we were we weren't picking them up full court but right there at half court a little beyond half court we were picking them up i was i was very excited about that and we almost shot at one point we we're shooting 46 43 from three i don't expect that to keep happening it would be nice if it would um uh, Manson is is he's gonna shoot shoot that good. I mean he's just a freak when it comes to it comes to shooting. So we'll see. Uh Crip Keeper. How the hell are you a bunch of who they love loving mother lovers? <laughs> he's saying hello to the to chat crew. Terry, I thought we were talking about the football team at that point. The football team is oh okay, is 21 point. Okay, the football team is 21 and a half. Yeah, the football team, I think, honestly, yes, the football team should cover that. I don't know what the the point spread is on the basketball team. But, yes, the the football team should cover this easily. Like I said, South Florida uh, really – and I'm not trying to talk down to South Florida, but if you look at it position by position, uh, we got NFL players all over our lineup, and I can't name one guy on South Florida. So, we'll see. Titus. I think our UC basketball goal to be good this year. Let's go. Let's go, UC. Yeah. And that's the thing. Is like, this is different than when uh, John Brandon took over. When John Brandon took over, we still had stars. We had Keith Williams. We had uh, Cumberland. We still had guys who were legit college players. Not that the guys we don't have now aren't legit college players but these guys had been to the tournament and there were expectations. I don't have any expectations for this team. Cause I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what this team's going to be. I really liked what I saw. And if that's the floor and they go up from there, it could be a really fun, fun season, but we'll have to wait and see. I mean, um, they're jumping into it. Georgia is, is no joke. They're going to be, a, it's a good team. It's an SEC team. So we're going to get a, a chance to find out what's a, uh, What's going on, or you know, how, how the how the basketball team reacts? And I, I, I'm I'm happy because the first I thought I thought Bearcats were playing the football team was playing on Saturday, and it was at seven o'clock, and the basketball game was at seven o'clock. I'm like, oh man, they're at the same time. Like, no, Bearcat football is on Friday night, thank God, <laughs> and basketball is on Saturday night. Brad, it was nice seeing the players give West hugs. You would never had seen that in the last two years. No, and that's something I I noticed this, Brad. They were in a timeout, and Madsen was standing next to to, to Wes, and they're saying something. and Wes kind of pulled him over a little bit and, and said something, and they started laughing, and giggling. We didn't see that last year. I know, I, and I know. Brandon, there's a lot of stuff that come out about way he ran stuff, and I know COVID and everything. It was a bad couple of years. But it looks like the fun and the joy is back for these kids because they're playing basketball. They're playing college basketball. It's supposed to be fun. And I like that. And they look like they're having fun uh, Tuesday night. Titus. Uh, I guess you're talking about the Bengals. If you don't make the playoffs. Oh, no, Bearcats. If we don't make the playoffs, what bowl game do you think we're going to play in? I have no idea. It'll be a, If we don't make it, it's going to be a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, which one I have, I have no clue. I have no clue. I'm so focused on trying to figure out how <laughs> a pathway for the Bearcats to get into the play. I don't even know which one, I mean, which I mean does it not that it's a consolation prize, which this is where this Luke Figgle has got this program at, it's almost like a consolation prize. Like, okay, big, D, big whoop will be in a new Year's six bowl, six bowl. Shoot. A couple of years ago, we would have been flipping out to be in a new Year's six bowl, which is still a great honor. And it shows how far this, this, uh, This program has come. Is it going to be disappointing? A little. Yeah, it'll be a little disappointing, but I mean, I'm trying to, like I said, back of my mind, I I keep saying I don't think they're going to let us in. But them putting us at five and not dropping us gives me a little more hope. So, we'll see. Terry, the Bearcats didn't play as much zone as they had in the past decade. Which is great to see. Bearcat basketball has predominantly been man-to-man defense. Absolutely, yes. From Bob Huggins to Mick Cronin, it's been man-to-man, and I liked, I, I liked the, I liked the defense. I liked what I saw. It looked like Bearcat defense, and this fan base. What do we love? What what do we we we've been just grounding our head to love defense and rebounds. That's what we love. I want some offense too, but the offense looked good. I mean, it really did. It was flowing. It didn't seem like there was a lot of ball stoppage, and I hate that. That's one of the reasons like, I have a hard time watching the NBA. I think if ball just stops, and the guy just stands there and dribbles and tries to go one on one, and I just or they just shoot three pointers. That's why I just I have a hard time getting into the into the NBA now. But I like the the passing, the movement of the ball. It was it was it was fun. It was constantly moving and. The thing is, too, is Evansville did a great job too. Of they if there's a couple of times where they were moving the ball around and our guys were switching and moving and, and getting in their face. So the communication on the defense was really at a high level, which surprised me again, being the first game of the year, being first time they've ever played played with each other, and first time uh West Miller ever coached any of these kids at a real game. There was a lot of good to take out of this. They looked really well, looked really good. They didn't look Lost. I can't think of one point there that they didn't look like they knew what they were supposed to do. And we didn't see that the last couple years. You know, we didn't see guys picking each other, having each other's back. You know, you got beat and this guy steps in his way to pick up the defender or they switch a lot. It was was a struggle the last couple years. I saw a lot of defensive switches, and I I like that. Blackthorn. Question for ice. What makes this year's Bearcat football team different than from the past years? What makes it different? Well, being undefeated for two consecutive years. um, And having a, do you mean like different from the years before Luke fickle? I mean, it's, it's the, the team, the, the, the talent on the team, the, 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 the ability they have, uh, that they're a higher level team than most most any team that they play this year. Their talent level is, I, I'll say, it's been better. Their talent level has been better than anybody that they played this year, and that includes Notre Dame. I think our talent level is above Notre Dame's uh, for this year, anyway. Uh, so that what that's what makes it different is the, the talent level and and just where this this program is. The Jungle Podcast, what's going on? You guys have not checked out The Jungle Podcast. Check them out. They're a really good po- podcast. Crypt Keeper. Yes, I, I, I do like this. Yep. It's an old team. And I, I said that before I think the game started. It's an old team with lots of experience. And that's that's another thing that helps. It is an older, now we're saying they're older, you know, they're in their 20s, <laughs> you know. But that that is, that is helping the transition, I think, these guys have played lots of college basketball and they know what's going on and they know what it takes to win. So, and you see plays at six on Friday night. Did I say seven? I think I did. I uh, see. West Miller is the Bob Huggins of 89. I, I, like I said, after one game, I we'll see. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying not to get too excited about the basketball team after one game. They looked really good. It was Evansville. We're going to find a lot, out a lot more. Saturday against Georgia, I think. But there was a lot there to like. Like I said, the the chemistry is, was was there. And what I like, and I said this on yesterday's show, Ice Mike, Mikey Sanders, or Saunders, excuse me, told well, what actually West Miller told Mike that you should you should start, but for the better of this team, I'm gonna have you come off the bench. And Mike said, whatever you whatever you want, Coach. That is perfect. Madsen should start, but for the betterment of the team, he's coming off the bench, and they're fine with that, you know. And that those are the things you got kids buying in. and That once you get your players buying in, and it, let, let's be honest, last year the players were not bought in with Brandon. They weren't. I look, I defended Brandon. I did. I, I thought he was a good coach, but there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that I didn't know about. I wasn't aware of. So we move on from there. But you can you can tell the difference from this game to any of the games we saw the last two years under Brand, I think Titus talk about the bearcat football team. I hope next year we go undefeated again. I hope the committee puts us in the playoffs. I really hope and praying on that. Well, it's gonna be harder to go undefeated next year because we are losing a lot of guys. <laughs> so, and that's where I'm, I'm hoping we, I don't want to go into the big 12 next year. I want to, Hopefully, we wait twenty twenty three. Wait till we replenish what we're losing because we're losing a lot of talent. Um, I don't know if we're gonna go undefeated next year. <laughs> Let's worry about this year. Um, I, I I really hope. I mean, how cool would it be to be in the college football playoffs? It would just be outstanding to be the first group group of five school where they call us to be in the college football playoffs. But we'll see. Uh Fresh Terry. By the way, the Bearcats B ball team had was picked sixth in the AAC. We shall see how this works out. That's not surprising. I mean, it's really not. I mean, AAC is still a pretty good uh basketball uh program or uh conference. It's not yeah, it's not really surprising because like I said, they don't know what nobody knows what they have, you know. So uh, that's the thing. And but when you can play defense like they did, you can win a lot of games. And that, if that defense travels, it, it it can help out a lot. I know everybody's waiting to get um, Alex Meacham, and he's going to be uh, joining the show about six o'clock tonight. And I've been working on trying to get him on the show for a couple months now. If you guys, most of you should know who a- Alex Meacham is. He was the fan favorite coming off the bench in the uh, 99 team. He got to play with Bob Huggins. He has a great podcast, Bearcat Podcast. He's a great dude. He he he's. I'll let him explain what he what he's got going on. He does a lot of stuff with uh, AAU basketball and things like that. So he'll be joining, hopefully, in about ten more minutes. But um, it's kind of hard to get. When well, I it's, it's kind of hard to get a little too excited about the basketball team. I, I'm 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 trying not to. Over what I saw. I'm very excited about what I saw in the first game. Just. Not get too overhyped. Because I put it this way. When Brandon came in. And I saw the first couple games. Because you guys remember the first game Brandon play, or was coached. We hit a lot of three-pointers. Our defense stunk. But we hit a lot of three-pointers. And I was very excited about. Okay, this is going to be good. We're going to be good moving forward, moving forward. And it never panned out. So that's why I'm. Cautiously optimistic on it. Crip Ice, what does Terry Nelson think of Wes Miller? Um, as well, last time I talked to him, he likes him. You know, I've been trying to get Terry, I've been texting back and forth. I'm trying to get Terry on the show next week, hopefully. But yeah, as as a X and O coach and everything. I mean, Terry likes him. I mean, honestly, Wes Miller has done everything right to bring the fan base back, to bring the alumni back. You know, he knows the rich tradition that we have here at the University of Cincinnati, and he's embraced it, you know, and he's even said, I'm an outsider, but he goes, I I know, I know about the Bearcats. I know about the black jerseys. I know about, you know, Bob Bob Huggins and Bearcat defense. And he he goes, I know college basketball. He knows how good a job this is. And with him embracing the city and embracing the players, in turn, the city and the fan base embraces him, I think. Blackthorn is Mrs. Mrs. Icy Reds fan. Uh yeah. once well, she's not rooting for her rays. <laughs> Terry. McGinnis is one we should keep an eye on. Nice guard with a solid offensive skills. Uh, and who you talk about for the Bearcats? Uh I see world Flesh Terry Cincinnati beating Georgia on Saturday in basketball is a prelude to Cincinnati beating Georgia in January. <laughs> I like where your head's at, man. But that Georgia, that Georgia defense is no joke. Where's Doggy at? We're talking about his Bulldogs, and he's he's not on the show today. Um, there's uh, nobody's touching Georgia's defense right now. Their their defense is so scary. <laughs> they let Missouri what score what six points last week. Like, that's that's ridiculous. So, yeah, I I, I want to run it back. I know some Georgia fans have tweeted me out and said they want to run it back. I, I would love the opportunity to run it back and see see what happens for the, for the whole shebang. But we got to get there first. So, we'll see. I mean, the things we got to work with, as Bearcat fans, we, I, we have to root for Oklahoma to lose. And we have to root for Oregon to lose. And there's a very good shot. There's a better shot, I think, of Oklahoma losing. Than Oregon, but if both of them lose, I don't see. I mean, the the, the team like, we need we need them both to lose, and we need Georgia to win out. Put it this way, because Georgia is going to get in, and I think the winner of the Big Ten is going to get in. If that's Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, whoever, I think they're going to get in. We don't want the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve to jump us. So that's where those are the two that are scaring me. That we have, we have to get some losses out of them. And I'm not worried about, like I said, Oklahoma. is going to play Oklahoma State, um, in two weeks. So I think I think that's going to that's going to happen. You know, they they're going to lose. Terry. Georgia has few issues, especially with the starting middle linebacker facing some serious allegations. Actually, that's news to me. I don't even know what what that is. And, yes, Foxy, you're right. OBJ to the Rams, which that was actually surprising to me. I did not see the Rams coming. I personally thought he was going to go to Green Bay. That's where I thought he was going to go. Um, but either way, he's in the NFC, so that's good for us. We don't have to face him in the playoffs. I, I don't think that's a bad, bad spot for him, to be honest. Him on one side, Cooper Cup on the other. Uh, you know, long as he shows up and he's the the old OBJ, he's gonna find out. But uh, how how surprised were you guys about about the Rams? Because that's the one team we knew. It never heard anything about the Rams. You know, then all of a sudden comes out today that OBJ's going to the Rams. <laughs> Good question, Crip. Yeah, how the hell does the Rams have so much money? That much money? I I don't know, dude. And the thing is, they are all in the Rams, Look. If the Rams don't win it this year, they have no draft picks. They've literally traded almost all their draft picks away. Uh, yeah, if they don't win it, they're they're gonna be done for a while, I think. Anyway, unless they can figure something out with the salary cap, but they figured out how to get OBJ, and now OBJ is only a, a one year contract. I'm not sure how much how much it is, but yeah, the Rams somehow figure it out, Terry. I forgot his name, but the Georgia linebacker is facing rape allegations. I heard about it on Tuesday. Ah, that is not good. Now, how that affects Georgia moving forward, we'll have to wait and see. Is he one of their starting uh, linebackers? To be honest, guys, I have not been feeling good the last couple of days. I have really kind of been out of it, <laughs> trying to trying to just get myself better so I can uh, get back to work. So I haven't even been able to go to work the last couple of days because I felt so bad. Uh, I'm feeling better. Just to let everybody know, it's not COVID. I'm feeling better. Um, so yeah, I have not been able to keep up as much as I'd like to. And he's a starter. Okay. Well, yeah, if he's a starter, but still, I mean, Terry, as good as that defense is, if they lose one guy. I don't know. I Man, I know it's a linebacker. He's in the middle. If he's he, if he's the Mike linebacker and calling the plays and all that stuff, that might be a a bigger deal, but who knows, man? I, Georgia, I mean, everybody keeps saying that Georgia's defense is legit, which they are, but we played that Georgia team last year, and it's, to me, unless I'm wrong, I know they were missing people last year. Did they all of a sudden add a whole bunch of freshmen that are are dominating? I mean, to me, it's pretty much the same defense that we should have beat last year. I mean, our defense is the same as it was last year, and we've, we've well, we should be the number two ranked team as far as defense go, but our our run, run stop has been very lackluster here in the last couple of games. So that's where I'm always like, people say, oh, you don't want you don't want any of Georgia. I'm like, it's the same team we played last year as far as, far as I, unless there's new guys that I don't know about. It's the same damn team, and we played them pretty good last year. So. We'll see what happens. I want to run it back for sure. Sorry, I was checking my phone here. Making sure everything's good with Alex, and he'll be on shortly. It'd be fun to talk some red stuff, but I'm like, I don't even know what their plan is or what they're even trying to. That's what me and Jeff Carr talked about last week. What's that crip? Did you try the tomato soup and goldfish? Goldfish. It's the best in my life, my friend. Makes you feel better. I did not know I have not tried that. like I said I'm feeling I'm feeling much better now. Yesterday was kind of kind of rough. Now you see I made it the whole time I haven't coughed yet. Now I'm probably gonna jinx myself What's that, Foxy? Blindside me, blindside me. Him going there? Oh, you mean you mean OBJ? Yeah, I I, I was. I doubt, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. I know Ace tweeted out said he saw it, saw it coming, but I didn't. Terry, the highest ranking we can achieve in a college football playoff is third. That four spot might be a death sentence. Way Georgia is playing, yeah. I don't want to play. I don't want to play Georgia in the playoffs. I want to play them for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I I I'm with you. I don't. Yeah, I'll take I'll take third. I don't want to. I want to get out of that fourth spot, but that, that's that might be what we're stuck with. You know, we might not have a choice. Oh, we're not gonna have a choice. If they let us in, and that'll be just like the uh, playoff committee to uh, put us. There so we get stomped by Georgia. But to me, wouldn't that be an interesting story though? You know, you know, the underdogs from Cincinnati, they've fought fought the odds. They've won undefeated for two years. They it took a 56 yard field goal for, for Georgia, who's the number one team in the country right now, to beat them last year. They meet for a whole ball of wax this year. I don't know. To me, I think that's a pretty good storyline. What do you guys think? I hope we I hope we make it happen. We will see. Let's see here. What else you guys got? got going on in the any any anything else missed in the chat crew here? Not that I know of. So like I said, we're waiting on Alex Meacham. He's going to be joining us. I know this is great. Um this is a great podcast right here. Cause well, I'm kind of running out of stuff to say. <laughs> I'm got a whole bunch of stuff lined up for Alex when he gets on. Terry, OBJ and LeBron are friends. So no one should be surprised that OBJ went to LA. That's true. That that is true. I mean, Le- I mean, LeBron, being you know, Ohio guy, it's like, and I I guess are a Browns fan even tweeting out said free OBJ. I'm kind of like, dude, you I thought you were an Ohio boy. I don't know. LeBron is a great basketball player. He is. Got got the Cavaliers, a um, NBA championship. But uh, just some of the stuff he does sometimes. I'm like, dude, wh- why do you why do you? Why you rip? I feel like you rip on Ohio sometimes, but then you say you love Ohio. Like it just—I don't know. Some of the stuff he does doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but we'll see. Let me see here. Nope. Nope. Okay. One second, guys. Sorry. I know this is a great podcast. I keep saying that, but I'm trying to help Alex out here. Hang on a second. Oh yeah. All right. Let's see here. Uh Crip. When it's all said and done, I see the Bearcats going back to the number two before the playoffs starts. Really? I mean, why do you say that, Crip? Because, I mean, they love Alabama. Unless Alabama loses a game, they're not moving them. I mean, I think that's rather obvious because they could have moved them this week because they barely got past LSU. Live TV, people. <laughs> all right, let's see here. Uh, Terry, who are your seven AFC playoff representatives at this point? She's at this point. Let's see. Uh, yes, and by the way, for one night, we are all Dolphins fans. Yes, go Dolphins. What is this, Brad? Did you hear Deion Sanders interviewed for the TCU head coach? I did not. I love Dion. Love him. Not sure. Not sure if he'd be. I know he's a coach for Florida somewhere. I guess he's doing well there. Is he still doing stuff with uh, Barstool? Uh, Let's see here. I'm excited. Sorry, Roy here. I'm excited about the Bearcat basketball team, defense, rebounding, block shots. Most important, they didn't beat themselves with turnovers. There's a lot of stuff I, I was impressed with. Yeah, I mean they they did not turn the ball over. They the off the offense ran smooth. Like I said I I really was, I was really excited about the defense because the defense is always like one of the last things that you know comes around. You know, it's usually the offense is because everyone wants to shoot, but when you get the um, to the defense and, and watching everybody switch and move. That's the part I like the best. You know? Casey Lockard, Bearcat Banswall has energy and plays hard for their coach. I, Casey? Great with brother. Casey Cash. Primetime is a goat. I love primetime. That's my boy. He's where at? Ah, Jackson State. Yes, Crown. Yes, Crown. We know. We know. He's a Florida State boy. We know. We know. I'm wondering if Alex is having a hard time getting on the show. I don't know because he's not emailing me. I'm going to try to send it to him one more time to see this. This. See if that helps him. I don't know. Because if he doesn't come on here, I'm probably gonna get off because I'm running out of to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, and Royal show. Yes, Dion, did I say this for yes? He's a coach at Jackson, Jackson State University, and I have no idea how they're doing. Uh there you go. Crip. It's going to happen, my friend. We're going to be in. Have faith, Ice, about being number two in the country. Hey, I, I'll be happy to be in. I now, if we're like, like I think Terry said, if we're at four or three, whatever, whatever. When we got to face Georgia, I'm not excited about that. I want to face Georgia for the whole thing. I don't want to have to face them before then. What's up, Samuel? What's going on, my friend? How are you? <laughs> This is what these call in radio school dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air. I'm probably not putting this up on the podcast. I'm going to cut this all this stuff out because who wants to sit here and listen to me do, do this? Uh, Yes, I did get my kazoo. I did. And looks like my guest has shown up. He's none other than former Bearcat. On the 99 team, one of the crowd favorites, it's Alex Meacham.
2: Alex, what's going on? Are you there? Good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can't see you, but I can, I can hear you. <laughs> Man, I am so sorry. I've been, I have trouble logging in here. As um, long as we can hear you, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get this uh, so you guys can see my ugly face here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't... Um, you just gotta, you gotta uh, give the camera permission or whatever to to put you
2: on there. Okay, I'm trying to get this up, but uh, go ahead and start, and I'll try to. I apologize yeah. for coming in late, man. I've been sitting here working on this, so <laughs> I figured I figured as much. That's so why I sent you a link again. I said maybe he's having problems getting
1: on. So yeah, anyway, I don't
2: know what was happening,
1: but <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm I've been work, We've been working on this for a couple months. Here we've been emailing back and forth and and uh, trying to get you on. So I appreciate you coming on the show. First thoughts of, of Wes Miller and his, and his first game as, as a Bearcat head coach. How, how did how did you like it? What were you impressed with? What do they have to work on? Stuff like that.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm very, very impressed with Wes Miller. I've had a chance to meet with him, talk to him on several occasions. And he, he is just, man, this guy is genuine. And when sometimes when a new coach takes over, you know, as a former player, Um, As a fan, sometimes you're nervous, especially somebody from outside of our kind of our family. You wonder, will they fully get it? Will they fully engage with everybody? And he's just been fantastic. And I'm going to tell you what proof in the pudding. If you watch those guys play defense versus Evansville, they were engaged. And Jeff, was that was that Bearcat? Defense right there, exactly.
1: you took the words right right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was saying before you get on here. I love the part I was most impressed with was the switching, you know, because that because you gotta call it out, and that takes a little while to to work that out. I didn't see any any problem with them switching up up from man, you know, from guy to guy, you know, and then the, the seven footers blocking shots without fouling. I was impressed with it, and they picked up the defense, not not at half court or not at full court, but about half court, they picked them up. I really like the defense. I was very impressed with that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the things, the sign of, of great coaching is when you can get young men, 19, 20, 21, 22, to really buy into playing defense and not really worrying about, will the points, you know, will I have this many points or, you know, will I be doing these things on offense? Because obviously, offensively, that's where a lot of people get a lot of, you know, accolades and awards, but to get them to really buy in, Man, and they were bought in. So kudos to Coach Miller and also his staff for the wonderful exactly. work they're doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, Alex, it look like they're having fun. Because I, I talked mm-hmm. to this about this before you came on. That there was a, a point in the game, where or Madsen was over over by uh by uh Wes, and Wes kind of tugged his jersey or whatever, and I don't know what they said, or but they both kind of laughed, and it was that that to me to see the kids having fun. That was cool because I, I didn't see it the last couple of years. I know with, with COVID and everything going on, it was probably a very stressful situation, but it was nice to see them having fun. And and just like Casey said here in the, in the chat here, to get them bought in already is awesome, especially that defense because if that defense, if they can do that on a consistent basis, we're going to win some games.
2: Yeah. You know, Jeff, at the end of the day, the, if you look at the fabric of, you know, just think about our city. Our city of Cincinnati is very blue collar. People go to work every single day. They grind it out. So a lot of times you think our sports teams are going to kind of take on that type of, you know, role playing. And, and so if, if you look over time and you think about Bearcat basketball, the fabric is, you know, edgy teams, tough teams, locking in playing defense and something we saw. Against Evansville, we haven't seen in a long time rim protection. Yes. And we went back to the days of the Kenyon Martins, mm-hmm. Jason Max Seals, the Eric Hicks, and excuse my language, but get that shit out of here when you exactly field, <laughs> get that shit out of here. And you know, that's what I mean, that toughness. So if you're playing, you know, very strong perimeter defense and and you've got rim protection.
1: Watch out. Exactly. Terry says here, uh, Kyle Washington and DeMar- Dermar Johnson on are on the coaching staff, which certainly has some effect on the Bearcats' style of
2: play. No question. No question. First of all, Kyle Washington is <laughs> – that dude is a, not only a great basketball player but a great human being. And one of the things I think with Wes Miller looking at bringing in a former player um, to, to not only – if you go to practice, Kyle's practice He's out there running around with the guys, right? And he's built an unbelievable connection and Kyle Washington has a very, very high basketball IQ. So he was a great addition. And then Dermar Dermar comes from um, that generation and mm-hmm. understands what it means to wear the red and black and having Cincinnati on the chest. He's like your shirt there. He mm-hmm. totally gets and understands that. And listen, I'm friends with Dermar. I talked with him quite a bit before the Evansville game, and I said, are they listening to you? And what I meant by that was not, the, not even the players. Are the coaches listening to you? Because think about this, Jeff. You've got you know Wes Miller, Mike Roberts, Andre Moore, uh, Coach Dollar, all these, Jake Thielen, all these new coaches that are here mm-hmm. really haven't been around Bearcat basketball. So right. they to kind of lean on Dermar, you know, to say what well, what's what's been successful here, and Dermar can tell them mm-hmm. this is what we did, and he's doing that, and they are listening.
1: Yeah, and, and just like you said, and I what I would always love is is you guys, especially back, especially when you played and you had Kenny Martin on on your team, and 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 the, we were always the, the bullies on the block. We had we wore the black jerseys, all muscle bound dude. You know, the Monster Factory is back. It looked like that. It looked like old Bearcat basketball because we were the, the big boys. We were always the, the big boys when we played, and we haven't seen that in a while. And, and the last couple of years, watching how many guys dribble drive right down the middle of the lane was so frustrating right. with, with that because I'm like, that's not Bearcat basketball. We don't do that. You don't go, you don't drive down the middle lane on us. And I like could say I saw maybe two, maybe three times during a whole game that that happened on Tuesday night. The defense was on point. I I, I, really, I can't keep – I can't emphasize that enough, how hard that is, I think, to bring all these guys together who haven't played together before, a coaching staff that hasn't coached them before, and to get the defense to look that good on the opening night, I, I was very impressed with it.
2: Yeah, no question. Um, it, it's a step in the right direction. And But here, here's the deal. So, first game, everybody's pumped up and excited. Got Georgia on Saturday. And then after – so here, here's, here's the test for me as, as, a, as a fan and former player. Georgia, place is going to be packed. Mm-hmm. It's going to be rocking. It's a Saturday. No football game on Saturday. They play USF on Friday. Right. So after we win that game, everybody's going to be excited to watch hoops. Um, I think we're going to come out and have a strong performance first Georgia. And then we go Tuesday, I believe Thursday next week. Alabama a and and Presbyterian you can look that up I think that's what it is and you're talking about two more after the Georgia game you've got two more games in the following week now guys are guys are going to be tired legs are going to be tired they're going to class there's a lot of stuff going on how engaged will they be now I know Alabama and A&M and Presbyterian might not be you know the highest highest level of competition but at this point with this new system and these new guys, it's all about finding out how engaged these young men and this basketball team is to winning.
1: Yeah, and uh, you are correct. It's Alabama A&M and the Presbyterian next week here. Yep. Uh, get some more questions here. Starting to, uh chat is starting to blow up here. Okay, Roy wants to know, Alex, how do you think uh, the Bearcats will mat- match up with Houston a- and Memphis this year?
2: Good question. Um, Houston, I mean, Houston basically stole the blueprint of Bearcat basketball. <laughs> yeah, I know. I,
1: that's what was so frustrating playing against them last year. I'm like, that's us. <laughs> at least it was. <laughs> hey,
2: it, but Hey, it's a compliment. Um, right. and, and we're getting back to that. Um, and then you have Memphis. So how do we match up? That's a good question because I don't even think, well, one, I don't know. Um, I have not seen Houston this year yet. Um, I watched a little bit of Memphis cause, um, I've watched Amani Bates play in the summer, summertime. So I was interested to see how he does. And um, uh, obviously, those are those two teams are going to be the top of the conference. Right. So I think those are going to those two teams are going to be the test. Now, if we continue to improve defensively, already on what I thought was a good defensive performance, mm-hmm. clean up some things offensively, we can sneak out some victories against Houston and Memphis might be because I always say this. I think when opposing teams come into fifth, third arena, it is a home court advantage. Absolutely. And I think we can steal some games there. Now road games in conference are tough as hell, Jeff, because you got to think about this. You're dealing with young people. There's travel. It's going to be cold. They're in class. You know, they're having – well, some of them are online, online classes, but they're they're taking care of their studies and all that stuff. So there's a lot of stuff going on that factors into traveling. So it's not always the easiest to go on the road. So I'm hoping we can hold it down at home. So it'll be a great test because Houston and Memphis are going to be the, you know, the two teams that everyone's going after.
1: Right, exactly. I got a statement or question here from Casey Lockhart. Uh, Mike Saunders Jr. looked like he could be another Dalvin Mitchell from Baylor, fast and disruptive on D, he was. He's a blonde blur. <laughs> that's, that's what I call. And I've I've had Melvin Melvin Levitt on here before, and he he said he likes to be called Ice Mike, but Ice yeah. Mike is going to be awesome coming off the bench.
2: Yeah, um, what's what's probably more impressive is Mike's attitude. Mike's attitude in mm. buying into, hey, I'm going to do what it takes to win. And one thing that needs to happen um, when you're a new or young player, and I consider a sophomore a young player in the field you have to buy in that it might not be your time, freshman year, sophomore year. Your time might be junior year or senior year. And, you know, Mike has the attitude that whenever it's my time, I'll be ready. Mm -hmm. And he's shown that. He did not start versus Evansville. He's capable of starting. What was the first thing that Mike did when he came into the game right away, within two seconds of him being in, he got a steal. Uh-huh. He was engaged. Um, and, and that's just a true Testament to, to Mike. He's an awesome kid. I've had, uh, gosh, several, several sit down face to face conversations with him and just talking to him. And he's a fantastic kid and he's, he's going to be a fan favorite at fifth third for a long time.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I'll take this from what uh, Wes Miller said after the game on Tuesday night, that he, he told Mike that – Mikey Saunders that you deserve to start, but we need you to come off the bench. And he, his answer was, I'll do whatever's best for the team. And that, that's – when you get kids bought in this early already for that or, or who aren't worried about playing time and, and, and stuff like that, and I'm not getting the ball, you know, they're worried about the team, that's a good sign for, for the coach coaching staff m- moving forward. That, that is for sure.
2: Yeah, that's true. And here's the problem they're going to face. Um, what do you – let's say You might have – I don't have the stats in front of me, but – Let's see. Last the Evansville game, what he play? 11, 11 guys. Yeah, eleven guys. He, so so. C, CJ and uh, Sam didn't get in, and that's not going to happen every game. <laughs> right. Eleven guys aren't going to play. Um, it's going to get narrowed down, and that means that guys on the bench are going to have to buy into their role and be ready. Um, And in fact, there's one player and I'm not going to say who it is, but there's one player on the team right now um, that I'm going to be mentoring. And I'm not sure exactly how all of his playing time is going to go this year. But one thing I told him after the Evansville game is every game, whether you play 20 minutes or not, always, always be ready because your time might, might be that game or the next game. Don't pout and don't put your head down. So, like I was saying, the the issue that we'll face moving forward is, Coach Miller's going to have to narrow down his his you know, you know who he plays, who starts, who's coming off the bench, and the guys he's going to roll with. And some guys are just going to have to accept the role of maybe not playing a lot right now.
1: Yeah, especially get get into a conference play. That's definitely where the uh, the bench uh, starts getting shortened a little bit. Uh, Terry here says uh, Coach Dollar came from Georgia, so he knows our next opponent very well I, I think that could definitely uh help us out there
2: yeah for sure um he's a i'm gonna tell you one thing about coach dollar he's a hell of a recruiter and you know or, so, you, we're you gonna are, need
1: that <laughs> yeah. going to the big 12 we're gonna need that
2: <laughs> yeah you know and but they're doing a great job so far of i oh, yeah. you know and, and coach fickle coach fickle really said it the best and i love the way coach fickle said it I, i'm gonna kind of paraphrase but he said something to the effect that it's it's not always about what star the kid is, you know, four star, five star. It's important to get the right fit for your culture. Right. And Coach Fickle and his staff, uh, with Greg Scruggs and just, you know, all the different coaches they have that are that are on the recruiting trail. They've done an excellent job of finding the right kid that's going to fit into their culture. You know, the Des Ritters, the Alec Pierce. You know, you go on and on with in uh, Josh Wiley, uh, guys that fit that culture, great attitude kids, and Wes Miller and his staff are about the same thing. They're trying to find kids that fit. Because think about this. You look at two guys that I played with, and, Jeff, you correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I'm going to say these two guys left the university as two of the greatest to ever play there. One of them is Kenyon Martin. Uh-huh. And the other, Steve Logan. Oh, absolutely. And those guys, <laughs> absolutely, those guys came in with very little fanfare. Kenyon Martin may have had offers from Texas A&M. Um, Steve Logan from Cleveland State. From I mean, Hugs of- used to call Steve Logan a little fat guy. <laughs> That's what he was.
1: Want to tell you, tell you he he worked worked his butt off and got better.
2: But they fit our. But they fit our culture exactly. The toughness,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know. So th- I think Wes and his staff are doing a great job of, of identifying the right guys, not just the guys that are, oh, he's a five star or he can mm-hmm. you know, jump out the gym or do this. And that. It's like let's find the guy that fits what we do. A great, a great example is that of that is um, I thought Mick Cronin his staff did a great job when they recruited a, you know Gary Clark. Mm-hmm. I mean Gary Clark didn't have a lot of fanfare, but he fit the culture perfectly exactly
1: yeah he was definitely a, he was definitely a bearcat player through and through all right well, I got one more real quick question and then I want to move on to the to to some of your your accolades here uh crown wants to know how many pairs of shoes
2: do you have uh, gosh. <laughs> I, I think 560 maybe 560 <laughs> yeah so what well, well yeah probably right around there. my nephews from Florida stole a bunch from me they yeah <laughs> So it's probably a little. I don't even know what they took. I better check on that. So yeah.
0: Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's get into to your your uh, your Bearcat basketball career. Mm-hmm. You were uh, on the '99 team, and we all remember how how that 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 season went. It was a great year. Could have won the whole thing if Kenyon obviously didn't break his leg. But what are your favorite memories of that team and just uh, your years of playing with the Bearcats?
2: Gosh, my my best memories. Listen, first of all, I'm. I'm... Growing up a Bearcat fan, to be able to play for the Bearcats and wear the red and black has benefited me in so many ways, um, even today. So many things that I'm involved with are a result of, you know, playing for UC, giving me a platform to get in the doors I may normally not get in. So it was an honor, a privilege to to wear the red and black. Um, some of the best memories were playing alongside of guys like Kenyon Martin. mm mm-hmm. Um, watching Lenny Stokes, Dermar Johnson, Kenny Satterfield. Kenny called me, Satterfield called me today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he calls me all the time. We, we talk a lot. Um, watching those guys, you know, highly – I mean, those are McDonald's All-Americans. You know, And those guys come in because of some of the things that we did as a team. And to watch a guy like Kenyon Martin come in and develop into the player, he developed into the number one player in the country maybe and probably he'll be the last ever senior to go number one and probably
1: NBA. yeah he's, they don't stick around that long anymore
2: they don't he's still he's still the last one so mm-hmm. i think probably my best memories is is being around the guys and watching them you know mature and grow and helping me mature and grow as a person and, and and the person that's responsible for making that happen is Bob Huggins. And I call Bob Huggins almost once a month and leave him a voicemail and just tell him thank you. That is a true – I just did that last week.
1: So, Casey's got one on here. We always talk about this, uh, being Duke in the uh, Great Alaskan Shootout, the long pass. I, I, like I said, I've had Melville Levin on here before talking about it. I haven't got Kenyon yet. I'm working, I, I need a – you need to help me up with Kenyon and talk about this too. But what, what was that experience like, being being in that game and, and beating the number one
2: team, Duke, on that that crazy play? Wow, I, I have so many stories from that <laughs> trip. It, we that'd be, be a whole other podcast. But <laughs> my my vantage point of that game is so different from a Melvin Levitt because Melvin was in the game and he was such a vital part of. Every single possession of that basketball game. I had one of the best seats in the house for the <laughs> entire game. Um, I was so nervous that last time out, timeout that, that hugs. Um, you and me both. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, it's a true story. So we get to the timeout, Jeff, and mm-hmm. I knew what play we were going to run because we had practiced it over and over. It was like a no brainer that 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 was the play that was going to be run. But Coach Hugs was throwing in some different wrinkles to the play. Well, I was so nervous when Hugs was talking, he sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher. I I couldn't.
1: I just, but I knew what we
2: were, I knew what play we were doing. I didn't know what variation would work. And if you go back and watch the YouTube video, when Kent, when Fletch, throws it to Ken, the key to that play was Ken was not to come down with the basketball. He was to make the pass while he was in the air, right? While he was in the air, Mel sprinted forward and then sprinted back. And that's when Trajan Langdon slipped. Mm -hmm. That's why Melvin was so open because Trajan slipped. And if you look when, when Ken turned in the air and threw that pass and Mel caught it, as Mel's jumping for the dunk, look at me on the bench, I am jumping in the air, thinking I'm the one dunking it too. <laughs> and we just went right then and there, I just, I was like, this is this is the most amazing game. And I'm I'm like, I feel like, you know, I just I, I don't know how to say this, but being a part of I think one of the biggest victories in Bearcat basketball, you know, history. Obviously 61, 62 championships. Yeah. And yeah. They, you but, know, they should have had a third one, but yes, they should have, <laughs> but you know, just to be a part of that, man, I'm just, I'm just honored to to have the opportunity and that that game is definitely a highlight of, of my basketball career. Exactly.
1: I mean, I, I know that was a highlight for all Bearcat fans. I mean, I, I don't know. Thing is I don't know how many Bearcat fans actually stayed up to watch it because <laughs> it was, it was all like one two o'clock in the morning or something like that here in Cincinnati, but it was, it was mm-hmm. amazing. And, and, Trust me, I was jumping up and down, too. So, I mean, I, I wasn't dunking the ball either, but that, that was one of the most iconic, fun, exhilarating moments of, of being a Bearcat fan ever. I mean, it yeah. was it was awesome. And uh, so what what do you got going on right now? I know you got uh, shine, shine On Media, and you got some stuff going on with uh, your AA, uh, AAU uh, basketball, too, right?
2: Yeah, so um, this year we operated 30 AAU basketball teams, starting at fourth grade all the way up to seniors-to-be. Um, Our goal every single year with all of our teams is to, you know, help kids get to the college level. So we probably average around 70 percent of our kids go on to play college basketball. But our main goal is that 100 percent of our kids go on to college and get a degree. Um, That's the number one goal. Mm -hmm. So got the shining star sports going on. And um, off of that, doing my podcast with you. um, I know you hyped up on Twitter. So thank you for that.
1: I love Um, your podcast.
2: Thank you very much. I'll be interviewing Kenyon. Uh, Oh,
1: I'm going to listen to that one. Hey, hey, if you you ever need a co host, you know, just just hook me up. I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll, I'll jump
2: on there. (laughs) Unfortunately, you're going to have to fight off uh, Corey Blunt because I just had a meeting (laughs) with Corey today and he was like, I want to be your co host. He said the (laughs) same thing. So, yeah, I met with Corey uh, earlier today. So, you got to fight with Corey. Um,
1: Come on, on. who's a bigger star? The Iceman or Corey Corey Blount? I mean, come on, seriously. (laughs)
2: Totally kidding. It's Corey. We know, we know. (laughs) He's he's a a great, he's a great, great guy. So I I just have a lot of, um, I do a lot of charity work as well. I'm on the board of the Greater Cincinnati Boys and Girls Club. And um, I I just love giving back. uh, I'm part of a program where we give shoes. Uh, We donated 200 pairs of shoes to the inner city kids um, before school. So in August, we're going to do that every year. Um, I'm part of the uh, Talbert House uh, Fatherhood Committee, in which mm-hmm. we uh, we raise every year over $350,000 to help down and out dads get wow, re- awesome. reignited with their families. So a lot of philanthropic work um, here in the community I'm involved with. So a um, lot of stuff. I'm taking care of my parents, man. They're older and their health's kind of you know. So I'm I'm kind of being the parent, as you know, right now. So. It's funny of, how that that,
1: that that circle comes around. We, we got to take care of our parents when 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 they get older.
2: <laughs> it, it, but you know what? It's if if it wasn't for them, I would I would have not absolutely bear cats, and it's what I'm supposed to do, and it's what I'm going to continue to do. Make absolutely, sure keep them healthy. So, absolutely. So, are you gonna be able to make it? uh do you do you uh, get the many uh,
1: Bearcat basketball games? Uh, so, probably do since you live here.
2: Yeah, so I have uh, I have season tickets to the football and basketball. Um, games so I went to I've been to every football game this year Um, I'll be at every basketball game this year Um, I'm doing my podcast live from Mio's and Clifton ah cool when's this before every so before every Bearcat basketball home game I'll be live at Mio's um, and I have we go two hours before tip-off so this past uh, game, Evansville game, started at seven. We went from five to six. My guest was the Iron Force, the Lakota legend, Bearcat great, Keith Gregor. Yeah. And um, so on Saturday, um, this coming Saturday, Georgia game, my special guest, I haven't announced it yet, so I'll announce it on Ooh. your show. Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> my special guest will be one of the top five scorers in the history of Bearcat basketball, Deontay Vaughn. Oh, Nice. So every home game, I will have a different former player from the past uh, will be coming in town. We'll have uh, James White, Eric Hicks, um, gosh, uh, Kashmir Wright. Uh, I got so many guys committed to to coming in. I got some other potential big-time stars coming in. So uh, it's be two hours before every Bearcat home game. You can come, get autographs uh, from the guys. We're going to probably be uh, partnering with uh, – Another company here to have uh, some special giveaways as well. I can't really say what that is yet until they sign off on it. And so, a good times. So you, you should come down. let come.
1: Yeah, I think I think I might try try to make it down there uh, this Saturday. That sounds like a lot of fun there because, especially, I, dude, I'm all I'm all about Bearcats. You can see, I got, I got the great the greatest Bearcat ever, Oscar Robinson, uh, oh. behind me. That's that's my that's one of my favorite jerseys ever. Hey,
2: you, hey Jeff, you want some? You want something that's gonna blow you away? What's up? My mom. Was in Big O's wedding. Nah, really? That's awesome, dude. Here's what's crazy. Gosh, I wish my damn camera worked. And I, would. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm. You're like talking to a blank screen. Um, <laughs> I am talking to a blank screen, but well, that's all right. We can still hear you. <laughs> right. So, so my mom and um, Oscar's wife uh, mm-hmm. are very good friends, and they went to school together. Ah. So my mom was in his wedding, and here's the thing: they gave. Oscar and his wife gave everyone this gold medallion Ooh. that says it has Oscar's name and his wife's name. And then it has the people in the wedding's name on the back. I have the gold coin. Awesome. Gold, it's a necklace. Yeah, it's crazy. So she's like, don't you lose it now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That, that, that's something you, you, you keep and you, you pass on down to, to generations on that thing. That, that thing's cool. Yeah. Well, that gives us to, to this question that uh uh Terry said, which I didn't even know. You knew Big O as, as well as you did, but what did uh, Big O teach you about basketball and life?
2: Well, for, first of all, I don't, I don't know. I have, I have not really had a chance to sit down with Oscar. Corey, Blunt and I were actually talking about this earlier. Corey sat down for several hours and just really learned about Big O's story. And I've never had a chance to really do that with him. However, um, when I wrote my book, Walk of a Lifetime, um, back in came out in 2001, ironically uh, Oscar's book had come out right around the same time. So Oscar and I did a, a book signing together Ah. and we sat and we talked. And so kind of to answer that question, what did I learn from O? I didn't learn anything basketball wise because uh, he really didn't give me any tips or anything like that, but he told me more about kind of like what he had to go through during his time mm-hmm. and, you know, being a, um, a black player during a time in which it was bonkers like Mm -hmm. sleeping in different hotels and the rest of your team, having stuff thrown at you in games and, you know, just talked about overcoming those obstacles and, you know, how to overcome those things. He talked a lot. So I learned a lot about what he went through and uh, what he had to endure and, and just kind of moving forward with life. So, and it's always interesting, like to hear somebody, I mean, you, you think about it, Oscar Robertson, in this area. That's like sitting next to Michael Jordan. Oh, too. absolutely. He, he I say this all the time. He was Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm sitting there listening to these like just he and I, just hour before our book sign, just listening to all these. So just hearing the stories and, and that's that's just like gold. And I can tell, you know, my children, my nephews, everybody, the the stories that I sat with the big O and and you know, talked about those things. So
1: Absolutely. How how is is Oscar doing? I I heard his health wasn't wasn't so so great. Is he is he doing okay or how um, how is he doing? His
2: health I think been up and down. I, I don't have a update right now, but he lives in Orlando. Right. Ironically, the Big O is in the O. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's kind of. <laughs> I, I think he attended a um, an NBA game recently. So. Um. I know I know lots
1: of people ask me all, all the time. Like he's he's not in, in his his chair. You know down at. at uh, I still call it the shoe. <laughs> I still call it that. Oh, now the shoe, no. fifth third. He's not there. Is he okay? I said, I said, I know he moved to Florida. I said, but I said, other than that, I don't I don't know. I just know he's he's his health wasn't that great, but I don't know how he's doing other than that.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not totally sure. Uh, Corey Blunt does, I believe, still communicate with him. And I'm I am i would like to Corey and I even talked about this. I'd like to fly down to Orlando and sit with Oscar. And and do a podcast and just have him oh, tell absolutely. his life story. Like just give Oscar, give me two hours and let's just do the whole story and just archive that. So we talked about actually, you know, doing that. I, I would be honored to be able. Oh, to get-
1: I would. I would listen to the whole two hours so just to hear the stories of of what he had to go through and and just to play basketball and just just his stories of that error. And, and and I'm always interested. Also in the stories of of the Royals, because, you know, the Royals are the Sacramento Kings, and if they hadn't traded Oscar, maybe we still – we might have an NBA team here in Cincinnati.
2: True, true. And I don't think he was happy about that trade. I remember him uh, saying something to me about that. (laughs) I don't think he was happy about that.
1: Exactly. All right, one last question here, and I'll I'll let you get out. I I appreciate you coming on. Uh, But uh, Casey here says, what's the vibe between the former players and Coach Miller? Is he engaging them?
2: Yeah, so Casey, to answer your question, he is doing an unbelievable job um, engaging former players, and I'm, I'm going to tell you what I think really helps Coach Miller. He's from North Carolina. He played at North Carolina. The alumni base basketball specific out of North Carolina is unbelievable, and they do an amazing job of engaging with their former players in you know, making them feel very important part of the program. So when Coach Miller comes to Cincinnati, and we have just as much rich tradition as anybody in college. Absolutely,
1: community. we do. I say that all
2: the time. Oh, there's no question. When people take a deep dive into UC basketball, mm-hmm. they go, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> right. like the players you all had, the run, like the the Jordan Unis. You you mm-hmm. guys were iconic. I love, those, I love those uniforms still. <laughs> we all do, right? I think I see you got the Jordan uh Maxil one in the back. Yep, right. Yep. Um, right, where's that? There it is. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and so he's done a great job of and, and, and here's here's the thing. So engaging with former players is not just like, hey, how you doing? I'm Miller, you know, how are you doing? Blah blah blah. He's calling people, he's having them come to his office. He's asking them, what do you want to see? And, 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 and here here's a great example. He called me when he got the job. And I'm and he wanted to meet with me. And I'm thinking like, dude, I was a walk-on.
1: From- <laughs> you you were but you were a crowd favorite walk-on. We all we always we always would chant,
2: meetum, meet them. Meet <laughs> well, thank you. No, I, I appreciate. I appreciate I appreciate all the cheers. Um, but I'm like. You know, I'm a low, and if you look at the, you know, the order of former players, I sit very, very low on that list. And for him to engage with me and spend an hour and a half in his office talking about Bearcat basketball, I left out of there and I'm like, okay, if he's doing that with me, Mm -hmm. imagine him engaging with the Corey Blunts, the Leonard Stokes, the Steve Logans, the Melvin Levits, the James Whites, him and Eric Hicks grew up together. So on and on and on, and all of them, I talk to a lot of them. I text, I text with James White all the time, and he's engaged with them. He's talked to them, and that to me is very impressive. And I, I, I want to say all that to say this, Jeff, um, Bearcat basketball in 2021. 2022 and if you look at where we are the players we have the hype at the arena even the hype behind basketball right now if you go back so many of the former basketball players had such a big impact on building the hype oh absolutely where we are right it's like mm-hmm. and no offense a lot of my a lot of my best friends play football for UC but when I was in College, you see football. You could sit anywhere. You, you could run around the stadium and not hit anybody.
1: Yeah, I, I would go there when Tim, Tim Murphy was the coach, and there was you could sit wherever you wanted.
2: <laughs> no question. And, and so, Bearcat basketball took athletics to a whole nother level. Absolutely. And there were so many players. I think that were the backbone to making that happen. You go back to Roger McClendon. You know, McDonald's All-American mm-hmm. from Illinois, one of the top players in the country, comes to UC over Kansas and all these other top schools. And he was a big building piece because he came under Tony Yates. Tony Yates didn't, you know, necessarily do wins and losses very good, but that led to Bob Huggins. That mm-hmm. led to the, you know, mm-hmm. third or shoemaker, as we call it, the shoe being built. Yep. And then that brings in, you know, the Steve Sanders hits the shot versus Minnesota. Yep. When you yep. get to, your Kenyon Martins and then your Dermar Johnsons and you keep going on and on. So I'm getting goosebumps right now. You you just say, saying all those names. Just to let yeah. you know. <laughs> well, my favorite Bearcat of all time, Nick Van Exel. Yeah, baby. Nick Nick the Quick's my my favorite of all time. And you know all those guys are so important and to to UC athletics. Forget just basketball. UC athletics. And so Miller understands that. So understanding how important these guys are, get them back. Get Mm -hmm. them engaged. Let the fans see them. That's so important to fandom. And as we look at it now, Jeff, going to the Big 12, football's killing it. Mm -hmm. Basketball's on the rise. Pericard Athletics is at at one of the highest points it's ever been. Absolutely. You start engaging with these former guys, getting them all back, and even football, Travis, Kelseys, and all these guys, it's, it, it's a no brainer it's just it takes the fandom to another level oh yeah i,
1: I dude i can i can't wait till we get into the big 12 and 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 for and for me everybody's excited about about the football i'm excited about the basketball man we 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 can go to to kansas and play hug it hugs we can see we could see hugs uh come to, to to fifth third arena i mean the the basketball is going to be unbelievable it, it's going to be like it was uh, when we uh, first joined the big east you know it's one of the best best, if not the best basketball conference in the country. So we're, we're, we're not even talking about how good the football is going to be, but the basketball is going to be unbelievable. I cannot wait for it to start. And I wish they'd give us a date. <laughs> I keep hearing 2023, but that's that's just speculation as far as I know.
2: I think it's all going to come down to the, I could be wrong, but I think it's going to come down to the amount of money we can pay to get in earlier.
1: Right. Or, 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 te- well, Texas and Oklahoma too. Though. I think when they, when they leave too, if they want to leave, earlier, I think that has a lot to do with do with it as well.
2: Good. Hope they leave early. Yes, um, me too. Get it, out. Because <laughs> going to the Big 12, what that does, basketball, I think it benefits basketball more than football because that Big 12 improves our recruiting. Mm-hmm. So you start to get guys, you know, they just, you know, signed, what, three guys, um, just the other, you know, I guess yeah. the period was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Big Dan, they signed Big Dan. I think he's a four-star. And they're looking at another four-star. They offered a five-star. So you start getting um, these guys at that level starting to look at the school and the university like it was back in the day.
1: Absolutely. I, well, and the thing is, too, is the way the arena is is now in, in, in fifth-third is that's as good of a basketball arena as anybody's in the country. You walk into that, you're like, whoa. Like this is – this is a big time basketball program now. The old shoe, I, I love. I still always loved the old shoe just because of the memories and everything there. But let's let's be honest. It was a glorified high school gym. It was nice, but what they have now, that's that's big time basketball there. That that's that's gonna be a selling point uh, in a in and of itself is just the arena.
2: Yeah, I, I got two stories for you, quick. Okay. Um, one is um, last time Memphis was here pre pandemic. Um, I was talking with Penny after the game Hardaway Mm -hmm. and he was telling me, he was like, I really like this arena. And I said, really? I said, cause you, you're, you're everywhere. You're, you're at all the different ones. And he goes, it just really fits your guys' program. Like, yes, it fits. And he, he was very, by the way, Penny is, I know him from one of his good friends is one of my good friends. So, He's a salt of – or he is a great, great person. After after that game, we beat Memphis at home. Mm-hmm. That – pre, that whatever that was, two years ago now. Yeah. And I'm talking with Penny, and there were a couple people there I know that wanted to meet Penny. And I said, hey, do you mind if uh, I introduce you to a couple people? And he said, sure. He came out in the arena. He met him, took pictures. There were other people there. He took pictures with him. This is after a loss. Right. And He was just as nice as could be. My other story, last thing is um, – First of all, the original shoe was not made as right. a basketball arena. It was yep. a multi-purpose facility.
1: That's why I kept telling everybody too. They're like, "That's why the corners." You yep. looked at the student section. I said, "Because like, it wasn't made for this."
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, Jeff. And, and now we have an arena that's built for basketball.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And exactly. uh, so, yep,
1: yeah, it is. It is awesome. I, I love every the direction that UC Athletics is going. It's up and up and up and. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. We got the uh, Bearcats uh, playing South Florida on football on Friday night. Then the basketball team is facing uh, Georgia on Saturday. And you are going to be at Mio's again. Is that what you
2: said? I'll be at Mio's on Saturday from 5 to 6 live with Deontay Vaughn. I'll be there next Tuesday and next Thursday. I'll have uh, different former players at those games as well, two hours before game time. And I believe both those games are probably at 7. I have to – I have to double check.
1: I mean, I was, I had it up here real quick. Uh, I think, I think the basketball is at
2: six, isn't it? Next Tuesday, this Saturday, uh, is seven. I know that yeah,
1: Saturday, seven. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Both the other, yeah. Uh, and AM is seven and Presbyterian is both seven. They're all seven o'clock.
2: Yeah. Good. So, yes. I'll be running, I'll be running the podcast five to six, um, with those guys. So, well, I will definitely have to try to step out there, uh, Saturday and, uh, and say hi and check you out and, uh, get there yeah. early i'm gonna uh, tell you i'm gonna tell you that now you know mick cronin's brother dan showed up and dan didn't get a table we <laughs> had to, to stuff dan in the back it was it was, it was packed
1: well I, I would definitely try to get to the, get there early that's for sure but alex i appreciate you coming on we'll oh, definitely have to do this again sometime hopefully next time your, your camera camera will work <laughs> I,
2: i'm on like yes yeah, it's, it's i'm in a gym i'm in a gym and uh, it's all sorry <laughs> man. Know. I, and sorry, it took a while to get scheduled, man. My schedule is so crazy. Hey, no problem,
1: man. I, I, I appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy guy. Anytime anybody's able to give me give me time to come on my podcast, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. And how long you and been like I said, what's that? How
2: long you been doing it?
1: Uh, I've been doing my podcast uh, about two and a half years. Now. I started out just doing uh, videos, you know, for about 20, 30 minutes. And then I got into the, doing the podcast because I couldn't, couldn't figure out how to do the podcast. Part I was just a YouTube thing, then I figured out how to do the podcast, and then now I got into the channel. Lets me go live, so I've been going live on YouTube and all this for over a year now. But the whole podcast has been about two and a half years.
2: All right, good, good. That's awesome, man. Well, continued continue success. And I saw you had Keith Jenkins on there. That's my guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Keith's a good dude. I had to try to get him back back on again. I, I appreciate him coming on too. He, he he co- covers the uh, the Bearcats for the inquiry. so yeah, he's he's a good dude to, to to have have on the show. Very good, I've, very good friend. He's a big sneaker guy like me, so dude, you guys are gonna kill me I, I, if I come to come to your place to see all your sneakers. I'm gonna be completely jealous because I'm a big sneaker guy myself. I right. I love Jordans. I I have I have a thing for Jordans. I love Jordans. I really. I, oh, dude, I love Jordans. They're my favorite freaking shoe ever. Like I I wish I had. The my original ones. I had the original ones when I was a kid, you know, in right. like 85. What got Gosh. you in the Jordans? Just liking Michael Jordan? Like my a like Michael Jordan. Uh that was my favorite player. Michael yeah. Jordan. And then they're just they're just cool looking. I mean, For sure. And now it's like everybody talks about the, the Jordan stuff. Like, man, you don't know nothing. Like, I we had the original ones. Get out of here with that stuff. Right.
2: <laughs> we don't know nothing about that. Absolutely. Exactly.
1: Alex, all right, man. I'll let you go. And um, Check me out. I'll see you Saturday. I'll plan on trying to come down. and, and, uh, and uh, Please
2: do. We'd love to have you. All right, brother. All uh, right, Jeff. Thanks for having me on, okay?
1: Thank you. Take it easy. All right, you too. See you, bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Alex is a great guy. That was Alex Meacham. <laughs> you could tell by his voice. I know you couldn't see him, but uh, he was uh it was him. So let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation. Hoodie Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, Bearcat Nation, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, The Ice Bar, and they follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trodipole, TikTok is at Iceman90, I'm going to try to pull the sound off later on tonight, I'm to try to clean it up a little bit so there's not so much slagginess, I might just put the interview up with Alex on the podcast, as long as anchor lets me do it um but check out the podcast it's on bean pod apple itunes spotify google Stitcher play pretty much wherever you get your podcast please make sure you rate like and review give me a five-star review leave a comment so more cincinnati fans can find my podcast i would greatly appreciate it youtubers we're at 1415 subscribers that is awesome i appreciate every single one of you guys trying to get up to 2000 by the time the super bowl rolls around And the only way I can do that is with your help. So, please tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with strawberries on YouTube. And other than that, as my boy, Jeremy, likes to say, remember one thing and one thing only. And that is, you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? Let's go watch some Thursday night football. What are going to do this weekend? No no Bengals. Well, good thing the Bearcats are spread out. Sunday, I'm going to watch watching Red Zone the whole time. You guys have a great evening. I'll see you Friday. And that's just sports, baby.
0: See ya! Let's go!